0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you please open your hymnal to page 322 to the third article of the Creed, and please keep that open throughout the body of the sermon, where we speak today on, I believe in the Holy Spirit. I think it's interesting that just three days after we ended our Christmas celebrating that we find ourselves dealing with the third article of the Creed and the work of the Holy Spirit. In fact when I first saw I was assigned this topic in our Friday series on Luther's small catechism I wondered how I might connect the work of the Holy Spirit with Christmas. The obvious connection is that the good news of Christmas also includes the promise that our Lord would send us the Counselor, the Holy Spirit. I wonder, though, if we couldn't stretch things a bit by comparing the Holy Spirit to Santa Claus. There are some parallels. Santa flies through the air in his reindeer-pulled sleigh. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, has no limits as he moves through space and time. Santa delivers gifts to homes and people all over the world on Christmas Eve. He delivers gifts to 22,000 homes a second up and down chimneys of those homes. Miraculous? I would say yes, if the legend of Santa were really true. The Holy Spirit does not use a sleigh or climb down chimneys, but through word and sacrament, He gives us the gift of faith and keeps us in the faith. Yes, delivers the gifts of the Spirit all over the world at the same time. Miraculous? Yes. And the Spirit's ho-ho-hos? Do they show themselves? Do they not show themselves in the fruits that the Spirit works in us, especially our joy? of being in the faith and part of Christ's body, the Church? The Holy Spirit? God's spiritual Santa Claus? Not really, but it's a bit of fun to think of him that way. But more than fun, is it not comforting to know that the good news of Christmas includes the promise that our Lord, who lived on our earth and died and rose again for us, has also sent us the counselor of the Holy Spirit who is with us forever, who lives with us and in us, who empowers and leads us, who teaches and strengthens us. And so while today in this message we won't jump to Pentecost and the spectacular coming of the Holy Spirit with tongues of fire and a mighty rushing wind, an event that was filled with more fanfare and public response than Jesus' humble birth in Bethlehem, yet as surely as at Christmas we opened our hearts and made room for the Christ child, so today we will open ourselves to the working of the Spirit. And that happens now as we confess together the third article of the Apostles' Creed. Do that with me now on page 322 of the Lutheran Service Book. And we say together, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. What does the Apostles' Creed say about the Holy Spirit? Nothing more than the simple confession, I believe in the Holy Spirit. That's it. But look at what follows. We also confessed, I believe in the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Is not the work of the Holy Spirit to strengthen and keep the Church, Christ's body, you and me, strong in faith and the living out of that faith? Does not the Spirit do this through word and sacrament? Does he not, through the same, offer us the promise of forgiveness of sins and abundant life now and forever? Is not that promise the reason why we are here today or any time we gather together in chapel or with other Christians in worship? Does not our presence witness to our need for one another as members of Christ's body? Is not this what Jesus was promising the Spirit would do when in John's Gospel he says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth? The helper of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Luther, in his explanation of the third article, sums this up best of all. Join me now in confessing those words together on page 323 of the Lutheran Service Book. And we join together. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise up me and all the dead and give life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Yes, this is most certainly true. What a great gift to be able to confess all of that with such confidence. You and I can. What's more, Luther and you and I can also join the Apostle Paul in saying with joy and confidence, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And yet there's so much in this life that seems to work against that belief. There's so much in life that saps our energy or joy for living. Without a way to be renewed and restored or even in some instances to be remade, life in its many turns can wear us down to nothing. Not even Santa's ho-ho-hos can remove the pain and the disappointments that this life struggles and failures bring. The world's most powerful people don't have the answers either. And yet when you and I confess, I believe in the Holy Spirit, that confession is our answer to all that would defeat us. In that confession we are saying that we believe that the Spirit of God has the power to renew and strengthen us even in the worst of times. Now how many times have you seen a sports team that is behind and beaten suddenly change the course of a game with one big play? As if by magic players start running and jumping as if they're not tired or behind. One play turns the whole team around and suddenly the team that was playing poorly starts playing with confidence and enthusiasm. One play, one good play, and the team that was losing begins to win. And that's what the Holy Spirit makes happen in us each day. He takes our spiritual tiredness. He takes our beaten spirits and enlivens them with the promise of life and salvation. The Holy Spirit, God's spiritual Santa Claus? Hardly. Santa's ho-ho-hos can't even come close to what the Spirit of God does when through word and sacrament he takes our low moments and turns them into songs of joy. Do you believe in Santa Claus? Most of us would say no. But will you confess, I believe in the Holy Spirit? Yes, yes. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.